Welcome to the Ortho Eval Pal Podcast, where we can help you build confidence with your orthopedic evaluation and management skills. We hope you enjoy the show. And now, for your host, Paul Marquis. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 149 of the Ortho Eval Pal Podcast Show. I am your host, Paul Marquis, and today we're going to be talking about how to evaluate and treat TFCC tears. Now, we're going to be talking about anatomy of the triangular fibrocartilage complex. We'll be talking about some common mechanisms of injury. We're going to review some of the most popular clinical special tests that you can do to help identify if somebody has a TFCC tear. And we'll be talking about some of the signs and symptoms. So before we get into the meat and potatoes of this program today, uh, we're going to take a moment to hear a word from our sponsors. A good night's sleep is what everybody needs. Fresh rest bedding will keep you comfortable all night. Our advanced textiles and weave wicks moisture and also regulates body temperature. This design, coupled with our all-natural organic antimicrobial, eliminates 99.9% of odor-causing bacteria, as well as dust mites, which are an allergen to many. Because our bedding stays fresh longer, it is eco-friendly, as it only requires washing once a month on average. This bedding is also known for its incredible softness. Our antimicrobial is all-natural and organic. No metals, waxes, chemicals, or nanos. Our sheets will never leach onto or into your skin, ever. These sheets are safe for your entire family. Fresh Rest is designed and engineered by Maine Lee Technology Group, based in Wells, Maine, and our sheets are made for the USA. Fresh Rest Bedding is only available for purchase through our e-commerce website by visiting freshrestbedding.com. Once again, that's freshrestbedding.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. So the first thing I want to emphasize today before we jump into this episode, and this is very important, um, this podcast is not meant to cause confusion today, but to help simplify and recognize a particular orthopedic problem. Okay, so if you are a certified hand therapist listening to this, you're going to say boring um, because the TFCC is an extremely complicated structure uh, and it takes a lot of experience to identify all of these ligaments and the tendons that run in the area and we can make this um, a very complicated program. But what I want to do is help you recognize when somebody has this problem and what to do when they have it. Um, so, we want to try to keep it as simple as possible and hopefully, you know, get you comfortable with identifying it and saying, okay, this, this needs to be treated conservatively with an occupational or physical therapist, or this has to go to an orthopedic uh, hand specialist. So I will be the first to tell you that I am not a hand and wrist specialist, but I do know when to recognize a serious issue and then what to do with those patients and how to get them to the right people who do specialize in this problem. So let's talk a little bit about the TFCC, um, the location. We'll talk a little bit about anatomy. What does TFCC mean? It's the triangular fibrocartilage complex. It is found on the lateral side of the wrist. It connects the carpal bones to the ulnar head, most specifically the lunate and triquetrum. There's a triangular fibrocartilaginous disc between the carpal bones and that distal ulna. Okay, so it helps to um, with shock absorption and with compression of that side. You also have two radial ulnar ligaments. So the distal radial ulnar uh, joint 
has to be held together and stabilized, right? Otherwise, they would kind of split. Um, and so the 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 radial ulnar ligaments are, you know, basically there's a dorsal and a volar ligament. And then you have the ulnolunate and ulnotriquetral ligaments, which also help to hold those those carpal lig those carpal bones to the ulna. And then there's also the ulnar collateral ligament that helps to give some stability to the outside of the wrist. So what is the function of the TFCC? Well, number one, it is there to help stabilize the ulnar aspect of the wrist. The other thing that it does, it also acts as a cushion between the lateral carpal bones and the ulna. So that um, that fibrocartilaginous disc, the triangular fibrocartilage disc, helps to um, just absorb shock whenever there is compression on that lateral side of the wrist. So one thing you should recognize here is that if you do an x-ray of the wrist and you notice that the ulna is a little bit longer than it should be, that's called an ulnar variance. And it's been well identified out in the literature that uh, an ulnar variance or a longer ulna will put people at higher risk of developing a tear to the TFCC um, just because it people with that particular anatomical presentation have a thinner uh, TFCC and therefore it just doesn't hold up as well and is not uh, as big a stabilizer. So how do you injure the TFCC? Well, one of the biggest causes of a tear there would be a degenerative wear and tear. So as we see this in older people, maybe people who have done a lot of repetitive uh, upper extremity type activities uh, are more apt to develop degenerative tears to this area. Um, and then there is trauma. And those are the ones that I see more often in the clinic where somebody has a fall, basically like a foosh, a fallen on an outstretched hand, or really the most common mechanism is something where they are gripping and grasping and there is a sudden twist to the wrist um, or a, an overcompression to the outside of the wrist. So a couple examples, you're using a drill and you're drilling into maybe a metal surface and that drill bit gets stuck and the, the drill twists the wrist unexpectedly when you're not supporting it dynamically as much and basically will twist that those ligaments and, and tear them. Uh, the other thing that you could see is uh, like a baseball batter. So somebody who is batting. So if they are a right-handed batter going from right to left when they swing, sometimes the bat will bring the hand into a severe uh, extreme ulnar deviation. That can cause an excessive compression there. We'll see this with tennis players also uh, as they go into ulnar deviation when they're swinging the racket. So those are the most common mechanisms that cause TFCC tears. Now, how do you know that that's what it is? There are many things that could cause lateral wrist pain, but to help, we'll talk about some of the signs and symptoms. So number one, the pain is on the lateral side of the wrist. Now, when they injure the TFCC, it is very common to have weakness to the hand, okay, and wrist. So gripping will be difficult. And I know this because I have a TFCC tear and I find that gripping is a little more difficult ever since I've had this tear. Um, not only because you have pain there, but you just have this sense of instability, like your wrist is going to give out. 
and sometimes you'll have clicking and popping that's quite uh, common especially with supination and pronation of the forearm and you'll notice that these folks have limited range of motion not only because of pain but because of swelling and sometimes sometimes just some general stiffness because they are just not using the hand and wrist to the full capacity um, so what are the my favorite special test to identify this clinically. So you're, if you're a PCP and you're in the office, you don't have access to an x-ray machine or MRI um, to identify a fracture, ulnar variance, or uh, with an MRI, the actual tear of the TFCC. There are a couple of clinical tests that you can do that can really help drive you in the direction of identifying a TFCC tear. So, um, and again, these can be very, very difficult to diagnose, but I'm gonna to talk to you about four different tests that I like to do that seem to be very consistent and uh, and really help to isolate this, uh, this issue. So the first one, which I will describe, I'm gonna describe these tests, but I will also have a video for each of these tests, and these will be in the links of the show notes, so you can just click on that, it'll take you to a video that I've done that shows the actual test being done. Uh, and then I also actually have a video of a gentleman who has a TFCC tear, I guess I could video myself because I have all the classic signs and symptoms, um, but I have a video of a gentleman who actually has it, and it's pretty cool to watch. Um, he was gracious enough to uh, volunteer, and. And, uh, allow us to video him so please take the time to check that out because seeing the real deal can make a huge difference so the first test I like to do is called a supination test basically you supinate both wrists and hands you take the fingers and put them under a desk now if you don't have a desk or something you put the fingers under now just the the distal part of the fingers I'll use my own hands and I'll just kind of hold down. And so they supinate the hands and wrists and they try to lift in that supinated position. And that will cause pain to the lateral side of the wrist. So that's one of them. The next one is the TFCC load test. Now, all you simply do is put the wrist in ulnar deviation and compress the carpals into the distal ulna. And that will cause pain in at the distal ulna and the lateral side of the wrist. The next one is called a piano key test, where the patient will put the hand and wrist flat on the table, basically in the pronated position. And what the provider will do is push down on that distal ulnar styloid process toward the table, and you look to see if there is a significant excursion uh, between the radial styloid process and the ulnar styloid process it'll feel kind of loose as I do it on myself it like bounces up and down and there's a lot of laxity there so not only could this affect the TFCC but it could be a sign of a radial ulnar joint um, you know ligament dysfunction um, so and not only will it be loose but it will be painful in the lateral side of the wrist and then the last one I like to do and I find this to be quite consistent is called the TFCC press test so essentially you have a patient sit in a chair preferably one with um, armrests and you have them put the hands on the armrest and push themselves up like they're gonna stand right up and that loads that lateral side of the wrist 
it agitates the heck out of the TFCC and puts some compression on it and will will be quite painful. And they'll say, typically they'll say, you know, I had to put pretty much all of my weight on the good arm to help get myself up. Um, and that is another test. So those four can really help um, to identify it. There's also a test called the uh, fovea sign where um, you palpate basically just above the um distal ulna and they have pain in that little fovea uh, where there's a little space there uh, and I also have a video on that so I can show that to you too that'll be in the links um, today so how do you treat people with TFCC injuries well this is not so easy because these are very very slow healing some will not heal themselves, um, but if it's been a mild and acute um, sprain to uh, that area, you really want to try to decrease the inflammation in that region. So non-steroidal anti-inflammatories such as ibuprofen, Advil can help uh, just decrease the inflammation. Some people will do well with an injection uh, to that area, so a small joint injection. And it's not a bad idea to splint folks. Now, there's not a lot of great research out there saying that people who are splinted do better than those who are not splinted. But I look at this as, you know, activity level. We, we ask them about their activity level, and some people will say, well, I can't continue to function with a splint that immobilizes my wrist from going into radial and ulnar deviation and prevents me from supinating and pronating the, the wrist. So with those people... I may consider using something called a wrist widget. I use this myself. I just recently uh, trimmed about six to 700 trees on my tree farm with a 12-pound gas-powered trimmer. There is no way I could have done this without the wrist widget. It's amazing. Um, and I'm not just like promoting the wrist widget. This thing really helps me out. And I just had a patient who... Uh, her job is to scoop ice cream all day long. And... Once she put it on, she felt so much stronger while doing it and had much less pain. And that's what I find. Basically, the wrist widget just holds the radial ulnar joint together so that when you supinate, pronate, and grip, you have better strength. Um, so I use that a lot. And the reason I like it is because it just allows you to continue to do dynamic activity uh, with your everyday stuff. So that can be helpful. Um, I like iontophoresis with dexamethasone sodium phosphate to that area because it's very localized and the medication can help decrease the inflammation in that region. Um, and then once the the pain settles down a little bit, the swelling settles down, um, you know, you want to start into some isometric exercises because you want to develop some good strength around the wrist, but you want to avoid a lot of compression to the lateral side of the wrist. You want to avoid a lot of twisting. Um, so I start off with isometrics. Uh, it might be supination, pronation, isometrics, wrist flexion, extension, isometrics. I might do some elbow uh, strengthening to, so that while you're doing the elbow strengthening, there's an isometric um, contraction at the wrist. And then I like to bring some perfusion to the upper body, so postural exercises and maybe some upper body biking where you can still maintain a good neutral wrist position. So that can, that can be helpful. Ultimately, you want to you know, get them back into functional activity, uh, no matter what it is. It could be a sporting activity or it could be a work activity. Now, if people just don't seem to be coming around and the, 
the joint seems to be lax and still a lot of clicking and popping and pain and it's really limiting their ADLs then they need to be seeing a certified uh, hand surgeon and who just specializes in that because the hand is so complex and so is the wrist and so yeah you know get them to a surgeon sometimes uh, they will recommend six months of conservative management before uh, doing surgery and it can take that long for it to heal up because it's uh, it's a lot of ligamentous tissue but um, that is you know that is our show today on TFCC injuries I hope I was able to keep it as simple as possible so that you can help recognize it better and then if you feel like you're not comfortable treating it then refer it on to a certified hand therapist and or a uh, a hand surgeon and they will certainly be able to give some direction and help you out so folks thank you so much for listening to the ortho evalpal podcast make sure you check out our youtube channel where we have uh, a steady uh, new stream of videos coming out all the time and uh, join ortho evalpal and so there's going to be a link in the show notes for that. Make sure you jump on so you can get the most current newsletters and announcements, uh, especially of our uh, live shoulder and upper extremity courses coming up. And we'll also be doing some certification courses in blood flow restriction. That is all coming in October and November of uh, 2020. So make sure you uh, check that out because we have some new information coming out real soon. So I hope you all have a great day and thank you so much for listening. Take care. We hope you've enjoyed the show. For some more awesome content, go to orthoevalpal.com. Can't wait to see you there.